you see all of these young players from around the uh, country and around the continent doing really well and people don't know about them. I still find that quite, quite fascinating. Like for me, uh, Sven Bosman from Lille, the centre-back. All of you are yeah. nodding, but no one knows who he is, which is fantastic because we just are like, he's a young centre-back who's come from the yeah. Ajax Academy and Lille are doing yeah. really well. And I find that I find that quite cool. So what's going on in their life and how they're doing at the moment? Yeah, I don't mind starting. Brilliant. So like um, the PFSA has helped me a lot, actually. Because like uh, I've done a lot of certificates, like three levels, yep. and there's been a lot new information for me. And like to actually put it on your CV, it has been like actually very strong because since then I've done like two internships, like one internship with the Danish club uh, from the like first division. Actually, they're a very good club, but oh, the internship wasn't like very long because of the COVID. They had to release some of the. Uh, not some of the but all of the voluntary scouts That's so awesome. yeah and uh after that i actually applied for ea sports uh voluntary work i've been working as a data reviewer for for the same club actually for odense bolt club uh for fifa 21 so the thing is i just watch the games on yeah. tv then play the game and then you just have to like spot the inconsistencies in the game you know sometimes there are like crazy stats you know on the from the instagram as well so that's actually what we do you know we just report those crazy stats to ea and we're saying telling them that hey you have to change this that's that's not his pace or that's not his shooting or stuff like that so it's kind of fun and also like very cool stuff to do because we're at home doing just nothing except from playing fifa and watching football so that's the dream. That's that's perfect yeah. to hear because the fact that you get to watch football, you get to do it voluntarily, and you get to report to EA Sports about your own team. What was the team's name? Odense. Um... Odense Odense Football Club. Odense Football Club. Yeah. Is that the blue and black one? Yeah, blue, yeah. blue and uh, white one. White. Blue and white one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's quality to hear because, I mean, if it's voluntary work and you get to just yeah. report for a club. That must be amazing to do and you just say like, I get to play FIFA, I get to watch the game and yeah. I get to learn about these different players as well. So that's really good to hear. Have yeah. you found any gems in, in Danish football when you're watching any? Yes, yes, uh, yes. Actually, Odense has some great talents. Uh, they they have actually. So his name is Matt. It's like crazy name and surname because those letters are very hard to pronounce in, yeah. in their surnames, but uh, his name is Mats Frokjar or something like that. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correct. He's a, uh, he's 21 years old and like he's a regular starter uh, all the time. He's left winger. He's a fantastic boy actually. And he's so showing some great talent. Oh, that's fantastic. And again, in England, we don't watch Danish football because we've got the Premier League, we've got La Liga, we've got Serie A. Yeah. But in, in England at the moment, the bigger leagues are uh, the English league, the Bundesliga, and League One because it's yeah. it's televised on on our TVs at the moment. Mm -hmm. With uh, Spanish and Italian, yeah, Spanish football, um, you have to watch separately on a separate subscription. So not many yeah. people have that. But the fact that we don't get enough of Danish football, I I learned about Bodo Glimt recently. That team in Norway that done really Norway, well yeah. in the Arctic Circle, and I found them fascinating to learn about the fact that they get a certain amount of daylight per year and they uh, qualified for the Europa League qualifiers and they played against AC Milan 
Uh, yeah, Pat- that boy, that boy that AC Milan has right now, the the youngster was from that from that club actually, right? Yeah, uh, I found that amazing. Yeah. Jens Petter Hauger, he played yeah, against yeah, them. Exactly. They lost three two, and yeah. he ended up getting signed because Maldini really liked him, which I, yeah, thought, exactly. I thought was amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. I used to work to to coach before the the scouting course, so I, I coached for fifteen years almost. Yeah. So I coached several. Uh, local teams here in Portugal. Right now, I'm coaching uh, under uh, 17 uh, team. And yeah. apart from that, and that the, the, the biggest outcome uh, after the course was the fact that I was hired by the ASM, that is a, a program uh, from US regarding scholarships. So fantastic. Uh, they they contact me in my Instagram and they they propose to 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 work with them in order to try to found, uh, find uh, players here in, in Portugal uh, that can uh, work, not work, that can study in US and at the same time uh, play, play football there. So I am doing that as well. I, I receive a fee uh, from, which, from every player that, that sign a contract with them. And the fact yeah. that... Um... I follow you on Instagram as well, Felipe. So you've got like 40,000 followers as well. You've got a large yeah. following of people. And you said you've been coaching for like 10, 15 years. And I don't believe that because you still look very young to me. You <laughs> no, I'm 40. I'm, I'm 40. I'm 40, guys. You're not 40. I'm 40. You've got, you've, got, you've got British players that look older than you that are like 20, <laughs> yeah, 25 but, years but, old, which is crazy. But, but, but I'm 40 and I, I, I start working to, to, to Spurs. Yes. I had a girlfriend there in the UK and then I, I went there and then I, I went to, to Seven Sisters at that time. They play in the White Hart Line. And yep. then I, I, I went to, to, to that, that, uh, that training facilities and I, I start working there for, for an internship for three months. You know, so uh, after COVID, what I, I say to you guys is that if you can travel and go or if you are in your town or your city, you can volunteer yourself. It's the best thing you can do. Uh, what what Mika did, it's amazing, and I think it's it's, it's the future because opportunities will rise if we stay in our desk. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot do anything at all. So no, I hundred percent agree. Yeah, apart apart from that, so I I I fill some reports to local blogs, and uh, as you know, Portugal have a lot of talent here. Uh, we have a lot of players that that uh, I don't know if you guys uh, remember Bruno Fernandes from from Manchester United. Oh yeah, before. I'm a Man United fan. Yeah, yeah. here's all the Man United players all over my world. Oh, yeah, football, yeah. So, so but, but before 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 uh, he joins uh, Man United, you you guys follow him or not? Or it's, yeah, I followed like, him from um, Sporting Sampdoria? Lisbon, not from okay. Sampdoria, from Sporting because. Okay. That was when Nani joined Sporting Lisbon back from, he yeah. was playing for someone. So I was like, okay, Nani's playing at Sporting Lisbon. And I went on a holiday to Lisbon with my friend, but we went to see a Benfica stadium tour because by the time we landed, we missed the Sporting Lisbon home game, which was on the Saturday, but we mm-hmm. didn't get there in time. But Bruno Fernandes had scored and assisted that weekend. And there were rumours of him coming to Man United that year or Tottenham or Liverpool. And I was like, okay, if there's a player we're interested in, we should have a look. But Everyone in Lisbon at the time, they were like, oh, wearing a Bruno Fernandes shirt or a sporting shirt. But everything else you could just see was Benfica. But I'm like, if you see yeah. someone from Sporting Lisbon, it wasn't Nani, who I thought was the bigger player. It was Bruno Fernandes. 
he was a local yeah. hero for everyone. So it's nice to see, like I said, it's nice to see young players coming through and doing really well, which is insane. Yeah. So, so we have a lot of players, not like Bruno Fernandes, but but similar. We have, for example, João Felix that comes from comes from Benfica to uh, to to Atlético Madrid. But we have a lot of guys like 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 them arising right now because um, our coaches here in Portugal we are quite good. The, the coaches, not me, but the other coaches are are, are really good. And and uh, you know we, we have that the players are are good, but. Uh, I think it's the, the coaches that makes a difference because we, we have a really difficult uh, uh, pathway. Uh, I did my course in in, in Lars in Scotland, my UFA, and yeah. it's completely different. I, I in in two classes in Portugal, I learned everything on that course. So it's it's, it's you know it's a pity because uh, right now I think uh, UEFA UEFA wants to to change all the pathway. Uh, they are changing all the pathway, and I think it's not so good for for the new coaches, the new generation. And if you look to to Germany, for example, uh, they have incredible coaches, but it's not because of UEFA; it's because of their their coach pathway. So, yeah, because you see a lot of people going to Germany specifically because of this new way of coaching, which is yeah. again something I find fascinating, but other people may not, because you're also seeing young players from England going over to play in Germany, and they're doing really well and getting into the national team as, as soon as possible. But with Portugal as well, before we move on to something else, I just wanted to know, they have a young player for Barcelona? I don't know his name. I don't know. Trinko. Yeah. Trinko. Trinko, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about him? Because I thought he was phenomenal in the Champions League game that I saw him in, but yeah. I thought he could be another so, so, one for the yeah. future. So so Trinko is from Braga Academy. Braga is one of probably the... the one of top four teams right now in, in, in Portugal. He comes from Braga. Braga um, plays regularly the UEFA League. Uh, they dispute a final with the, uh, Oporto in 2011, I think. Uh, they lose 1-0. Um, and they have a very good academy. They are based in the north of the country, north of Portugal. And right now they have a lot of players like, like Trincão. They have David Carmo, that is a centre-back that is amazing guy so but Trincão is a really an, an excellent player and I think if if I don't know if Barcelona will have time for him because Barcelona right now they are they, they need immediate success and uh, with all board transition and uh, the Messi situation the Messi going to PSG or other club it's it's going crazy but if they have time I think it probably uh, Trincão will be like Figo, you know, Figo or or something like that. He, he needs to be, uh, for example, like Cristiano Ronaldo when he joined uh, Man United. I think uh, his strength is uh, his technique. However, uh, he needs to improve his physical skills. Uh, so I, I think that will he will be a very good acquisition for for Barcelona if they have time for him. Fantastic. Patience. And that's all you need in, in young players nowadays as well, because yeah. some players, they want to jump the gun and go to a, a club straight away, but it may not work out for them. Like a Liverpool youngster called Ryan Brewster, mm-hmm. who yeah. was a young striker, and he moved to Sheffield United, so another English team, but he's barely getting a game and he's barely scoring any goals. So he's not doing mm-hmm. that well. But I was thinking if he had stayed at Liverpool for another two, three years, even if he was like third or fourth choice striker, instead of jumping the gun, he would have got an education from Salah Mane, Firmino and Origi at like shooting and attacking skills and learning from Jurgen Klopp 
but instead is playing in a defensive team uh, that play 3-5-2 and he's playing like 20 minutes here and there as a substitute. So I was just thinking even with um, young players coming through, it's not always the best thing to go straight away to a new team, which is really fascinating to see. I don't want Trin Cowell to leave straight away from Barcelona. It'd be great to see him be an amazing player in the future after two, three years of proper development as well. But like you said, Barcelona need results here and now and need to qualify. So, so right, is... right now, for example, Diogo Jota from 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 Liverpool, mm. Trincao it's way better than 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 Diogo Jota. It's really, ten times Lessons. ten times better than Diogo Jota, you know. So, but but at Wolves with with the Nuno Spirit Santo, all the Portuguese clan there. I think it's it's different because uh, they have time for him. For example, right now. Wolverhampton, uh, they bought another player from Oporto, that mm. is Fabio Silva. He, he's not so good, you know, it's, it's because of uh, his, his uh, Pedro Menjat is the, 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 their ad, agent, that is the same agent as Cristiano Ronaldo. That is mm. a matter of agents because we have better players here in Portugal than Fabio Silva and, and other guys. And um, Diogo Jota, to be honest with you, everyone here was a little bit surprised about uh, Diogo Jota because he's not so good, you know, yeah. <laughs> if you compare with other players. So. And he's just working. He was doing really well before his injury, unfortunately, for uh, Mikhail and myself in Man United fans. So we're yeah. just there, like, seeing Jota out of the Liverpool game for the weekend, which is fantastic. So I'm quite happy to hear about that. Um, but no, thank you for that, Felipe. And yeah, no worries. Thank you. Zuka, if you want to have your turn, by all means, because apparently you're working for EK Sports as well. Yeah, same? I'm working. Uh, yeah, same as Mihal said. Just I'm watching uh, Red Bull uh, Salzburg and Real Sociedad. Uh, oh wow! Salzburg is like one of my uh, favorite uh, medium uh, team, not the top top uh, rank, but it's quite good like franchise for like New that New York Red Bulls uh, yeah. and there's the Red Bull which. Uh, they have in the team, so like Sabozla is like I think one of the future, which has moved to Leipzig. So I think he will do pretty well. And also, like Okafor, he's uh, one of the future, if you know. Uh, no, he, do you want to just tell us about him? For yeah, us? Uh, Okafor is like uh, he joined uh, this year, uh, Salzburg. Yeah. He's playing, he's right midfielder. He's a uh, pretty uh, good player because like uh, he's going in uh, starting 11. And uh, he's just so skilled. His uh, movement is just incredible. But and also um, the UEFA listed in top uh, 50 uh, players to watch in 2021-22 seasons. So uh, he's a great talent, and uh, he's like worth like 7.5 million. He just had injury. That's so bad. But now he's doing some rehab, and I think on the 24th uh, January he will play uh, in Salzburg. So the EA yeah. is quite inter EA is quite interesting because like EA Sports, everyone knows it's huge, it's like huge brand. But when you're doing some volunteer work, I'm data reviewer, as Miha said. So, but um, it gives you some potential just to improve yourself, to develop some skills, watch games. Uh, and I want to say some uh, for the PFSA because basically PFSA was like my first uh, steps to hearing something about scouting. So uh, it helped me pretty much. It uh, Helped me to see the game in different view, to concentrate on different aspects of the match. After that, like I tried to contact the several teams to have some internship and to just improve my skills and yeah. get to know what to what is to work with the game. 
but like uh, unfortunately because of the covid many things uh, everyone uh, refused it because they don't have a spot even for unpaid internship but i'm looking forward many people said just contact us in summer so i think the situation will go better and better to ask like young scouts to have some chance to develop and like yay is like uh, one of the opportunity which uh, they gave me and Miha. so that's pretty respectful from them because again with me that was the situation like i applied for chelsea applied for stoke city still nice experiences to try and see what you need to go for sheffield united was another one but they never came back to me so that's why i kind of started my football podcast to just learn about football from another way and like you've all kind of said you learn football in another aspects you don't learn it from what the tv says or what you watch with your own eyes you learn different things like even watching my own team man united i learned different things about Nemanja Matic, who's been around for ages, but I learned different exactly. things about him, which is amazing. And when people say things like, oh, Harry Maguire is not very good, I'm like, he's been really good. But the fact that he gets let down by like Lindelof or Wan Bissaka or Brandon Williams at the back, you're just there like, because he's the big name, the media will put the spotlight on him as opposed to the other players because it sells more papers, it creates more clickbait. But sometimes he does make mistakes and stuff, but a lot of the times it's overreacted. So I'm just there, like, I quite like learning about football in this other way as well, which yeah, is brilliant. Yeah, as you mentioned, like, Matic, like, when I'm looking at he's doing so much black job in the pitch. Like, he's doing many things, which is not just uh, easily spotted with the, like, just watching fan, fans' eyes. So he's sees where we do it. He's doing his job, I think. Yeah, it's brilliant to see, like, especially cutting the passing lanes as well. Yeah. He did that against Burnley really well. And if he plays against Liverpool, we're doing really well against, like, Firmino, yeah. Wijnaldum, Thiago. And it's, it's fantastic to see. And I just I wanted think to... The, the, the problem of Ferry Maguire is Lindelof. Yes. <laughs> if, if, you, if you partner, for example, with Hogan Diaz, will be will be awesome or, yeah. or other player that, that he came from Benfica you know Lindelof came from, from was Benfica Diaz and Ben was Diaz and Lindelof a yes. partnership before yeah I thought uh, so yeah yeah in the B team in the B team yeah. because when Lindelof came to Man United Diaz got promoted I think and he mm -hmm. was the centre back yes. with Victor Lindelof as well because yes. uh, Man United played Benfica a couple of years ago in the Champions League but Diaz was on the bench I think Luis Ao and someone else was centre back yes it was Garay. Garay. Yeah, Ezekiel Garay, that's the, that's the name. Yeah. And you're just there, like, there's so many people that forget how good the talent is in Portugal. It might just be me who's really a big fan of Portuguese football, but the fact that... No, it's me as well. Like, I, I love Portuguese football. Yeah. They have such an amazing talent right now. And the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo is one of the best players to ever played the game of football, not many people in the Premier League or um, in English football go to shop in... Portugal, it's only mostly Wolves, Man United and Man City who go yeah. to talk about Benfica, Porto, Sporting, Lisbon because when you look at them, a lot of them are already ready-made for the Premier League. Diaz didn't need to settle in that long. Fernandes definitely didn't. And players like Ronaldo and Nani have come before and have done really well. Lindelof probably took his season to settle properly, but it's crazy going forward how um, all of these different leagues that we learn about is fascinating as well. So that's, that's one of those things I'm quite happy we talked about. Yeah, Wolves is extremely concentrated on Portuguese players because, like, they have many of them and many are brilliant. It's like uh, Neves, Moutinho, uh, yeah, Neves. Yeah, Neves. Also, yes. like, Incredible. Is, I think very good signing for Wolves because it will it will help him just at the right back position. He's ideal, I think, and it yes, will be but, good. But yeah, but I you was... guys, you know, the, apart from Hoban Hoban uh, uh, Neves, that is really good. Hmm. João Moutinho is not so he plays 
very well, but he's not very, very, a very good player in Portugal. We have much better here right now. You know, yeah. it's, it's crazy. So sometimes it's only a matter of the agent, you know, and and uh, Mendes is a lot of power in football. So, and that's something I learned a lot from just from today as well. The fact that when you think about Mendes's um, players, there are a lot of them at Wolves. There are a lot of them where. Ronaldo yes. is as well, and Mourinho is his manager as well. Yes. So we'll try and get him. At Jensen Fernandez going to Spurs as well, yeah. which is another one. So it's yeah, but something. Jetson, that... You know, Jetson will return to Benfica, and he will be to on the B team. You know, because there are players here much better. So it's 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 crazy. You know, I I can mention several players that that they are really Ederson from Man mm. City, Jano Black. Uh, only, only goalkeepers, you know. If I can to goalkeepers, I can tell you five that that uh, started in Benfica or Porto or uh, or in Sporting. So it's, it's crazy. It's it's insane to hear that, and it's just something that I feel was un, underappreciated when people actually go and do their January transfers and their summer transfers as well. So even um, a little story with uh, Vinicius, he went to Spurs. Vinicius went to Spurs uh, on loan, and they replaced him with Darwin Nunes, who's now a hot property in Europe and a lot of people again don't know about him but the fact that he'll probably score a few goals in the Europa League and Benfica will go far who knows next season he could be replacing Sergio Aguero at Man City or he could be coming to the Premier League because the amount of uh, traffic that happens in Benfica you get so many players come in and then so many players just go out the next season or season after because they do really well and it's, it's fantastic to see it's something different I think the Portuguese league are doing that no one else you, can really do. You know, the, 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 my, my, my difficulty here is to understand, for example, markets like, like the Scottish market, that they have money, for example, Celtic, Rangers, they have a lot of money and they have crappy players. And if they go to, to Portugal, Spain and other countries, or, or not Spain, but for example, Belgium yeah. or Scandinavia or even Georgia, they have much better players there than in Scotland. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I took my badge there and the Scottish players, they are rubbish. Apart from Tavernier and I, I think Tavernier is, is English. Yes, or, from or Glasgow yeah. Rangers. Yeah. So, so, so you know, I cannot believe some, some players there. It's, it's crazy. Apart from Gerard that is doing an amazing job there. Uh, you know, it's crazy because the players don't have the quality. Yeah, it's, it's more of a bias, I think, as well. Like when you said you're a Portuguese coach scout going to Scotland instead of just promoting Scottish talent from within more of Scottish talent you kind of see outside of Scotland and they're in England like Robertson Tierney McTominay mm -hmm. uh, Billy Gilmore from Chelsea as well yeah which you're seeing young players come and develop properly in England but in Scotland they're just kind of forced to be in the starting 11 and they're not really progressing as much with the exception mm -hmm. of like Tierney who's done really well at Celtic to go to Arsenal but when you see that kind of thing, if you're getting like the, the player Hadji for Rangers as well, who I think is a fantastic yeah. talent, he'll probably leave soon as well. And Jermaine Defoe is still doing really well for Rangers, but you don't really see many proper Scottish players in Rangers or Celtic that have really set the world alight or have made really big names for themselves in this generation. But they still made it to the Euros for this summer as well. And that would be really good to see how they do. But a lot of their players are like in England, basically. So. Uh, previously, I've been watching, actually, we've been talking a lot about European football right now. So I just wanted to share my experience about the other continents because yes. I've been watching uh, Asian football, actually, Asian uh, Under-23 Cup from okay. 2019 because I've been doing the internship. 
uh, with one of the companies, scouting companies. And actually, there are a lot of uh, like young talents from, from Asia that have been overlooked. And we only look for like European talents. And there, there is so much talent in Asia, actually. And I didn't know that, actually. When I started watching uh, Asian Cup, I was like, oh, wh why should I watch this Asian Cup? But it was actually pretty fun because there, there are like countries like South Korea, for example, they have enormous amount of talent. And there, there's talent actually in Thailand, actually. Oh, because wow. there, yeah, it's, it was so strange. I, I was watching and uh, there was one boy uh, in under, it was under 23 uh, tournament. And one boy was 17 years old for uh, under 23s. Yep. And he's like, uh, right now he's uh, like uh, top scorer uh, for his team. He's the uh, youngest goal scorer for uh, Asian Champions League. The youngest goal scorer for the under 23s cup. And he, he was like 17 years old and some, a couple of days. And so, yeah, uh, I just want to say that it's, it's amazing. Actually, I've, I've been shocked by the amount of talent that is in Asian football. You would never think of Thailand as a footballing country, but yeah. after hearing that, wow, it's insane to hear. Yeah, they actually have one boy uh, as well who has a like, like double citizenship from England and from Thailand. He's yeah. actually playing for uh, Fulham under-23s. His okay. name is Ben Davis. He's yeah. a fantastic boy, box-to-box -box midfielder, but yeah, he needs consistency. Thanks as for sharing, Mika. As Miha mentioned, like uh, saying, like I, I was watching some games with Miha, without Miha, because like we are friends, we watch football, we just discuss some talents mm -hmm. together. Like also like Saudi Arabia, when I was watching the, the their league is quite uh, has some quite um, much talents. Like there is one uh, Saud Abdul Hamid, and he's like 20 years old. He uh, plays from uh, Al I, I can't pronounce those things so the, or something uh, like that yeah and like he's pretty impressive because like uh, he's playing in uh saudi arabia's national team just first national team yeah. um he's in starting 11 and also like he plays uh almost every matches uh as uh, starting 11 in his team and he's like he doesn't get uh exhausted he's always like in movement he's just always concentrating and he's played like He's like old player who has very good mentality to see, uh, to find their uh, teammates, to get in position where we will. So like, yeah, there were some pretty big talents in uh, Asia, uh, which I didn't even knew because I was co uh, concentrating on Europe. That's got me thinking. I need to start watching Thai and Asia Cup football, which will be which will be another pastime in the slot. But uh, thank you everyone for joining. That's such short notice. Have a lovely evening. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys. Very much. Stay, stay healthy, guys. Bye bye. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.